Welcome to Herman Legend with your hosts, Smart Watch, Neil and Chris, and Hello and welcome to this week's Urban Legends, the internet podcast about urban legends. Unsurprisingly, I am the Toaster King, Chris Flynn, and with me, as always, uh, is a special guest from a much more popular podcast, uh, Neil's Funhouse. It's Mister Neil Herbert. Oh, hey, how's uh, how's your week Wacky been? Wacky fun now? times. How's your podcast going? Oh, amazing. What's it? Figures through the roof. Really? What what kind of numbers you you're putting up? Well, we don't talk numbers. Numbers aren't fun, Chris. Despite what Richard <laughs> Shunak thinks. <laughs> Wonderful. Stuff. Math ain't fun. <laughs> Math ain't fun. That's for sure. Um, so uh, you've been doing the Neil's Funhouse podcast for about fifteen years now. You've had some yeah. pretty pretty big guests on. Patrick Stewart. He was good, wasn't he? He was fun. Oh yeah. Oh, you made him do like that. Uh, Star Trek stuff. Did you? Right. Yeah. That was really fun. Um, you had... calling him Magneto. He didn't like that. <laughs> I think I might have got the wrong way around. You've had uh, Sonia, the, uh, yeah, the Liverpudlian Chartreuse. Yeah. Mm. yeah, she was a lot of fun, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. She's high energy. It's very high energy. Like suspiciously a... high energy. <laughs> <in that zone. laughs> She's like a pocket rocket full, oh. of, full of marching powder. Yes. Um you had, uh, you had, of course, Tony Blair on because he was trying to rebuild his reputation after yeah. after going a bit too religious and bombing another country. <laughs> yeah, less less fun that episode. In fact, mm. learn to keep politics out of it after that one. That's true. Is it so? You based you based your Neil character around Timmy Mallet. Is that is that right? The children's entertainer from the eighties in the UK. After the lawsuit, we try and avoid. Oh, okay. About, um, He's been trying to sue, has he? No, he's just, well, you wouldn't mm. know behind the scenes he's like a fun lad, but he's a, anything he, for a fucking coin. I'll be honest with you, like, there was something slightly scary and dead behind the eyes. Yeah, you Someone could tell, couldn't you? Even running around hitting kids with a, with a, a rubber mallet. mallet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I used to love that. I think that's my, I think that's the first kids TV show that I, you did, because that was on Saturday morning to start with. Well, you, yeah, was, you had like that, was, and there was Roland Rat, and there were Hamster and all that as well, wasn't there? Was it TV, TVAM, was it? TVAM was Roland Rat and, yeah. and that jazz. Um, oh, was, oh, was he BBC? No, he was TVAM. He was TVAM, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It was all part of the same thing, that's what I thought. I, I remember these things there was a puppetry show, probably the, the earlier show I remember was a puppetry show called Ormond Cheap, and it was about uh, an owl and... Or which I think might have been a worm. Not sure. That vaguely rings a bell. But I'm and not I used sure. to, and I remember I used to like it so much. I don't remember anything about it clearly, no. but I used, to, I remember I used to like it so much. I used to cry when it finished. Ah, mm. oh, sensitive boy. No, we used to, used to like as well. I don't know if you were in, might have been a bit before your time, but uh, Tony Hart, Morph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He goes back away as well. Yeah, well, he was he was a mainstay, wasn't he? Yeah, he was good, Tony Hart. And he's, it yeah, just, he, well, are these the kind of fun encouraging topics? creativity in kids as well? You know, are these the kind of fun topics that you fun talk about in your fun house? Oh yeah, fun, oh, fun picks boing. as we call them. Oh, I'd find anything is fun, Chris, as long as you put a swanny whistle and some like boing noises boing. underneath. It. Boing. Yeah, yeah you've very got, much um, from the seventies radio one style of making things fun. Yeah, or the current US jock stop jock shop yeah. style. So you just got a soundboard. Yes, 
Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Chuckle, Chuckles, yeah. Chuck, Chuckles. Chuck, 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 Chuck um, do you have a lot of porn stars on there sitting on vibrators? <laughs> no, it's, uh, we we tend to ski towards a younger audience. That's not considered appropriate. Oh, do you? I'd, hate, I'd hate to see the feedback on my why, why is there so much swearing in it then? Well, kids got to learn it from somewhere. <laughs> Swearing's fun. Oh, really? I'm, I'm doing like... a kind of roll dark kind of, you know, he gets oh, a yeah. little bit nasty, but no, you know, not. I base my whole career on stuff for kids, but I hate kids kind wolves, of thing. Wolves devouring your grandmother, that's fine. But, um, yeah, tits yeah. not on. <laughs> tits not on. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> and um, have you got any good guests coming up on uh, Neil's boring done health? <laughs> yeah, um, we get the... Um, we are resurrecting because of the power of CGI. Now we're going to get Jeff Capes on to do some strongman stuff. CGI, about very, twenty years after very he died, use, very useful on the podcast, of course. Could use that hologram technology. Yeah. To, do you live oh, stream it? <laughs> no. Well, no. This is this is for uh, this is we're branching out into YouTube as well. You see. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a good a TikToks. And, and and or the fact that the CGI is really poor quality, but it's an audio broadcast, so you can't tell whichever whichever one. Yeah, you'd funnier just... if I thought of it at the time. <laughs> I'm going to now retroactively try and dig myself out of that <laughs> hole I needlessly dug myself into. Yeah, but it's that kind of quick thinking which has made Neil's funhouse yeah. bar. See, if I'd had a swatty whistle with a load of boings under that, that would have all been fine. Mm. You, you wouldn't have had time to think about the fact that it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, okay. That kind yeah. of thing. You know. Yeah, talking of a wooger, um, John Fashionu was a good, good guest, wouldn't he? Yeah, get John Fashnew and Bash. Um, yeah. yeah, you know he loves a bit of karate and all that sort of thing. Yeah, for our um, uh, listeners not from the UK, John Fashnew was an ex-professional uh, footballer who was like quite a uh, let's say physical striker, target man, and um, then he went on to be a popular TV presenter in our version of Gladiators. Yes. Yeah, and his catchphrase was "awuga." Neil, um, I've heard that um, you've got Wolf from the Gladiators coming onto Neil's funhouse. Do you know? As soon as you said Gladiators, I wondered how long it taken to <laughs> Wolf turned up. So <laughs> I don't think our non-UK listeners are going to be familiar with that either. So just picture basically a vaguely roided out gentleman who looks about fifties, long straggly like, hair. He's got like straight, but long hair, but it's kind of like straggly kind of. He mm, looks like he found him homeless in a tent somewhere <laughs> or his other side or anything. But he was quite a beefy lad. So like, do you want yeah. to get the onesie leotard and <laughs> growl at people? He was he, kind of the villain of the show. He was sort of like a bad boy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's kind of like, yeah, that's a good one, actually. He's kind of like the, 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 the wrestler heel kind of character. Yeah, he um, he always... Uh, he was more sort of wholesome and he was like a bit cheaty. Yeah, he yeah, he bent the rules. Or, and or he played hard on the rules, you know. Yeah, and he um, always got into arguments with the ref, the Scottish guy who went, Wolf, that is the last Wolf, time... get back I'm, to your corner. That's the last I'm time I'm going to... That's the last time I'm going to you. And it never yeah. was. I heard that they um they got they got married after the show. So yeah, with very passionate you, affair. <laughs> did you discuss that yeah. at all? Oh, it was just during you know, Neil's funhouse like oh, Well, that was that was a, that was that was a few points after the scenes. Oh really? All so I we... heard all about the action. They were like an horror <laughs> chorus of the action. Sixty oh, nine. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer a forty nine. Couldn't tell one head from the others. Yeah. 
49er, um, you need incredible lower body strength for a 49. I tell you that much, Neil. Remove a rib, yeah. That's one for your fun house, boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe you need to do like a fun house nights. Fun house nights, yeah. Fun house good. after dark. Yeah, yeah why not? Huh? For mature audiences only. Well, well you know that the dads are watching it a lot anyway, don't you? So you yeah. might as well, might as well um, try and get get some of that that moolah in as well. They should do it with like someone from page three or something. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Guest or something like that. I don't, yeah, I could, could, don't know any Jordan. Of it. Let's Katie say Sandy Price. Fox is probably the last, last one I would have heard of, but, um. You've heard of Jordan. She's, um, Oh, yes, Jordan, yeah. Bright, okay. Brighton, didn't well, she? no, she's Bright a lot Brighton. more famous now just as a kind of celebrity, isn't she? But yeah, she was, uh, age three back in the day, wasn't she? She was, yeah. So maybe get her involved for the, uh, Neil's and Jordan's buying Funhouse after dark. She might be too big a name for it. Well, I think she probably you... is too big a name. Yeah. yeah. And she's not a very big name. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> we, don't, we don't get huge guests. So um, can people find your... Can people find Nils Boring somehow? Yeah, uh, just, just, just look it up. Just look it up Twitter, on any YouTube, of YouTube, Google, TikTok. Spotify. Bemo. MySpace. Yeah, MySpace, <laughs> Friendster. Bemo. Yeah. Uh, any, any Snapchat. Yeah, um, friend, friends reunited. Yes, friends reunited. Um, you know the uh, Blake Seven Bulletin Board. <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 we're, we're a broad M- for all comers. Yeah, M- <laughs> what was it? MSN um, mailing lists. Yeah, uh, what they got? AOL, whatever <laughs> those those things were. They used to those fucking discs that were constantly coming through the door. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, I, 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 I can. Um, it's it's much, it's much better than this podcast. So I can. Um, yeah, I can highly well, recommend. Have to be, wouldn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have to. I mean, we're, we've been very lucky to get you on today. Yeah, frankly, <laughs> I mean, it, it's costing us an arm and a leg. So you know, how did you how did you become a toaster king then, Chris? Well, what I realised. Are you sure you're that level of toaster royalty? You're more of a toaster prince. Uh, I, well, I um, <clears throat> I you, I'm, I've made myself a crown out of. Uh, toast cut into triangles. Oh, self-appointed toaster king. Okay, same thing. Well, about. that's how it starts, isn't it? You've got to, um, you've got to fake it till you make it. So I walk around town. Yeah, work for the Burger King, to be fair. Work for the Burger King, yeah. Um, and his crown wasn't even made out of burgers. Yeah. You know, he's a made out of hobos, aren't they? <laughs> made out of the flesh of hobos. <laughs> yeah, it's Makes you question where the meat for his restaurants come yeah, from. Yeah, a skin suit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, I just realised that I'm, uh, I'm very good at toasting stuff. I'll toast things that other people wouldn't think of, like potato waffles. You can toast okay. them. Did you know that? In a toaster? Yeah. That cooks them up perfectly. Well, I suppose if it's got a low water content, then you're probably all right, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what... You can toast salt. That's like, got you, very would low you water. Baked, would you taste baked beans, for example? Um, I would. And yes, I would, but in a sandwich bag. Okay. So yeah, that's you getting around that. You don't want to put them in. Yeah, you know, huh, huh, I'm a toaster king. You're not going to trick me that. Yeah, well, just, just test it. Just <laughs> well, test, you test, test, test away, sunshine. <laughs> it comes out, yeah, you get like a nice um, sort of slice of toasted bean. But, mm. um, it's very nice, actually. You can uh, have that with some uh, hummus, maybe, uh, toasted hummus, um, or, yeah. uh, you know, toasted pine nuts. Very nice sprinkled on top. Again, you can toast them in your toaster. Toasted um, mayonnaise? <laughs> well, I don't really like mayonnaise, but I know, um, just that check. Um, but yeah, you could toast mayonnaise. Why not? If you um, 
again, you, I mean, a, lot, a lot of what you're asking does involve a toaster bag, to be honest. Yeah. Because the liquids and the heat. That seems to be your one trick. Well, no, not, no. The, John, then, tell, tell us about some of the more outlandish tasting um, things mm-hmm. that you've done. Well, waffles, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, you can, you can cook, a, you can toast a nice um, <laughs> chicken breast. If you just pop that, pop that mm-hmm. in. Don't put it. You have to put it. Put those things down a couple of times, but you also then you get the nice lines in, so it looks like it's char grilled. You know, like the ones that you get from Birds Eye, where they paint on the lines so that they look yes. like they've been on a barbecue. Yeah, yeah it gets. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. to be tell the smoke, taste the smoke. Yeah, yeah. With well, um, I can actually because of the the, the the artificial smoke flavor thing. That yeah, with a, with, with a smoke style flavor. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Uh, you can do your do like chicken burgers. Uh, they're, they're fine in the toaster. You can um, you can uh, toast sardines in there. But fish you, and chips. Yeah, you can toast fish and chips. Of course you can. Yeah. yeah, if you want to heat it up the day after, or if you want to put it in, you know, freshly battered, you can just pop that in there. The cleaning's a bit of a mess, but um, I would imagine so. If it's kind you, of like a, a less convenient air fryer, isn't it? It sounds like. Uh, well, you you know if if. Air fries, you don't get stuff toasted. You know, it's a, like you're, 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 you'll get it fried, but you won't get it toasted. I'm, I'm okay. going for the toasted. Yeah, for the toasted, yeah. The crisp out, crisp S- outside. Stick it under the grill. So that's just toasting, but takes longer. Mm, Crispy okay. outside, uncooked middle. That's what I'm going that's what, for. That's what you're looking for, yeah. So nice, nice raw pancakes. chicken breast, not lovely and pink in the middle. You want it pink in the middle, you know. Mm. That's how the Europeans eat it. You don't want it all well done like a bit of leather, do you? Fair enough. Okay, so um, that's that part of the show done. Neil, what are we uh, looking yes, at today? Yes, let's swiftly move on to... <laughs> and that, that may or may not have worked. Let's move swiftly on to what we're going to talk about, um, especially as, to be honest with you, we're trying to... We're watching the football. Yeah, we're watching the football later on. So, um, we're not watching a match together in case it comes to blows. Yeah, because two rival teams. Yeah, uh, you're the the Islington Isometrics versus the Herring the Hot Boys. Yes. I'll go on record as saying, A, I don't think we'll win the league this year, and B, I think draw at best today. But we shall see. I'll go on the record by saying that our football's really boring at the moment. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like it's a, given that we're we're both thinking about sports today. So we're gonna, mm. before, before we shoot off, well, well, we're mad for sports, aren't we? Well, sports, sports fanatics. Mad. The only reason we're not doing a football podcast is there's so many. Otherwise, yeah. we'd be doing that, wouldn't we? And as, as you figured out, listeners, we've got very little to say. So, cowboy Chris and the big lads—that's what it'd be called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to venture into um, some. Um, baseball, which I think would be interesting because I don't think either of us really know anything about it. Or well, I'm certainly yeah. don't know too much. I know a little bit. I know bits and pieces. I read bits and pieces. So you'll have I to play baseball me... computer games, which is generally how I learn about foreign sports. <laughs> yeah, that was how I learned about American football. Oh. I got into that with Madden. Um, that's, that's why I uh, really enjoyed EA's Kabaddi Championship 2007. I used to love Kabaddi. Really I used to love Kabaddi. That was when it was on Channel 4. Yeah, it was. I used to. Um, so for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like a, it's kind it's of like an Indian version Indian. of it in a way. I think it's like Bulldog. Yeah. So the game Bulldog. You've got so to hold your breath, haven't you? When then other people have to try and catch you. You've got to hold your breath and constantly be saying Kabaddi. 
So that's kabaddi, how they kabaddi, know kabaddi, that you're not breathing kabaddi, kabaddi, in. Kabaddi, yeah. And they've the uh, you've got to get from one side of the court to the other. There are like boxes at either end, and the other team has to stop you doing it, and they have to pin your shoulder to the floor. Oh, okay. I've heard it. Used to play at school. It well, became we used to, we used a massive game. hit after Channel Four did it for about sort of four years, and then there was sort of... always the game Bulldog. And I'm interested. I'd be interested to yeah. know if people in other countries have this, which is basically where you start on. Fucking oh, no, my cat's going mad. You start on one side of the playground. You have to get to the other, and there's like one or two people, and they have to stop. It's a lot you. Rugby tackle you, basically. Yeah. yeah, that's how we played it when I was a kid. Yeah, and then when you get tackled, you become one of the defenders. Yeah, then you, you then you're defending, and then the other person. Yes. Um, anyway, times. Not any of those. We're here to talk about um, baseball. Vaguely similar to cricket, I think. Uh, yeah, in some ways. Not really. I'm a cricket fan. What's <laughs> um, well, got bat and a ball? You hit you hit a bat with a ball and then run around you hit a bat to score with points. A ball, right, you're and then run around fans. to score points. You don't hit a bat with a ball. You hit a ball with a bat. Yeah, well, all right, the other way around then. <laughs> Frankly, I think it would be far more entertaining if they were throwing bats at the person and then he was he was throwing the ball at him. With a ball. Yeah, yeah. It would take Maybe. far more skill as well. But no, nobody well, would listen you, to me. Why don't you? Call, why don't you... Contact Vince McMahon and try and set up extreme baseball. Because <laughs> he fucking would. <laughs> like he did with NFL. <laughs> I mean, yeah, XFL. It was XFL, was it? Yeah. Extreme football league. Oh, Even knows. more head injuries. Injuries, yeah. injuries, injuries. <laughs> <laughs> dementia, dementia, yeah. dementia. You can literally see him in real time. Just <laughs> you do an NMR scan as they come off the pitch. <laughs> the shit. helmets have got built in NMR 25% scans. of his brain mask on this thing. The helmets right. have got built in sonar, so you can see the, the brain you rattling around. deterioration in real time. It'd be like that brass I skit where he's. Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's. Anyway. But I don't think any of that applies to baseball. Um, no, that's, that's, just, that's just amphetamines and steroids. Yeah, that's just doing a lot of steroids and hitting balls around. Um, so it's kind of like a combined one here because I think they're so similar. Two, a twofer. A twofer. I think they're so similar, we wouldn't bother doing both at different times. I would expect are... no less from Neil's boring funhouse. Exactly. <laughs> I thought about a wacky spin I could put in it. I thought, let's do a sports-oriented one and let's do two at the same time. Mm. So, we're talking about the curse of the Bambino and the curse of the Billy Goat. Curse of Bambino. 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 There's going to be a lot of bad accidents coming out probably today. Okay. Um, so, the Bambino is basically the, the name for Babe Ruth for some reason. Oh, is it? They had Baby. one interesting well, nickname for him already, Babe well, Ruth, and then decided that that wasn't... Well, Babe Bambino in Italian, isn't it? Bambino, yeah, same same thing, I guess. Baby um, in Italian. The Italian-American Babe Ruth, I've never thought about it. Ruth doesn't sound particularly... No, it Italian. doesn't. But I don't know if that was a nickname as well. <laughs> yeah, the Bambino and the Sultan of Swat. Um... Interestingly, Chris started his career as a left-handed pitcher rather than a batsman. Did he? A a southpaw. They're known more for his batting skills. That would have been Uh, very difficult for people to to judge his knuckleball. I would have assumed so. I'll take your word for that. Um, Yeah, so we'll sort of flip between the two. So, Kirsten Van Binnen, we'll start off with that one. so this is this is the superstition of the, the fact that there was a sports curse on a on a ba- um, a baseball team. Oh, um, the Boston so, Red Sox or something? Did it was a million the Boston years? Red Sox. Yeah. yeah, and then they won. 
They what actually the... won in 2004. Yeah, they won fairly. Or was it the Cubs? Well, no, this is, see, this is where this is the teach. The Curse of the Billy Goat is about the Chicago Cubs. Ah. Bambino is about that. I, I sort of get these two mixed up as well because I've heard of, we'll come on to this, Steve Bartman, who's, who's involved with Moneyball. the Cubs thing. And yeah, Moneyball, I think, was, he was a Billy Bean, which I think was the Astros <laughs> or something. But anyway. Again, uh, so many words. This, this, yeah, you'll have to forgive us, American listeners. We're reasonably loose. But yeah, so Curse of the Bambino, that's the Boston Red Sox. Um, and they, yeah, they won their first championship in like 84, 86 years, in fact, in 2004. I think, I think, um, I think the, uh, Herring Lee Hot Boys are getting close to that since we lost one of the championships. Well, I was going to say, cause it's kind of like, it's actually, I mean, none of this is that unusual. So I was looking it up and um. actually, by and large, most of them they do seem to win something at least every fifty years or so. There's well, a couple a, they have um, in America. The 60s, they have a different thing, don't they? So you don't have promotion and relegation. So you have got a set number of teams, and then yeah. because you've got the draft system, then the shittest teams get to pick the best young players coming through, etc. So it tries to keep it even out. Yeah, and I think they do to an extent. Well, we don't the Yankees that. always seem to be able to afford the best players, or you know, they become consistently very good. Mm. Um, and you think, yeah, I, again, I know. But yeah, I think there's a little bit more of that kind of thing that tries to sort of keep it a bit more. Yeah, we don't have that at all in football. No, and it's and it's gotten even more ridiculous as literally countries are now buying championship yeah, teams and just yeah, yeah. ejecting whatever you like. Hilarious. I think one of the three teams that actually made a profit this year was Man City, which considering mm. they spend about three billion a year on players is interesting. But then when you, your country can sponsor itself, well, yeah, anyway, yeah. we'll get into that, we we'll get sued. Um, By who? No one's going to sue us. Well, it's called potatoes. Yeah. Maybe they might sue Neil's fun boy house. Well, exactly. But, um, you One know, you haven't, you haven't said it on there. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get him, I don't want to get him back to my fun house. What, what goes on in my fun house after a house is no one's business. Chris, it's just going to be monetized very soon. Yeah. <laughs> So this is all, this is named after the fact that they sold Babe Ruth, um, oh. known as the Bambino. So he actually played, started out playing for the Red Sox until okay. he was sold to the Yankees in 1920. Um, and prior to the, um, to this curse, the Red Sox were the most, well, one of the most successful, um, baseball franchises. They won five of the first 15 World Series titles, mm. including the first in 1903. And that was, that was like the most successful team at the time. Um, and Ruth had been a contributor to three of their championships in 15, 16, and 18. So team sells work, best player, and becomes much worse. Yeah. I mean, it almost <laughs> feels like it's not that much of a superstition and more just, you know, poor the management, best player really. ever in baseball. Yeah. Maybe we should have done that. It's like the curse of the Chicago Bulls that Michael Jordan left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I think this one, they don't take it quite as seriously yeah, as the yeah. curse of the Billy Goat, which we'll get on the other side. And then to be fair, that, that lasted a bit longer. Although, yeah, I mean, I imagine if you haven't won since 1918, that would be a pretty... um like being Blackpool. Yeah. You're pressing North End or something. Yeah. Yeah. Although, again, or, um, it's not... Or the Royal Engineers. <laughs> or uh, what they call the Corinthians. I don't mm. know if they don't exist anymore, but... Uh... Nah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but following the sale of Ruth, the once lackluster Yankees now became one of the most dominant professional sports franchises in North America, winning more than twice as many World Series titles as any other MLB team. Mm. And the curse became a focal point of the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry over the years. It's interesting, isn't it, that Boston and New York had a rivalry? Well, they kind of all, they have... I suppose because they were both big teams early on. 
Well, they're quite good. Boston and New York isn't far away from each other. No, I suppose not. They're both kind of East Coast, not that far away. Yeah, and they're both yeah. very old towns, so there was yes, probably I mean, a Boston rivalry. Right back to the, yeah, I mean, both go right back to the, the founding of the, the US, I guess. And mm. Boston is, you know, especially involved with a lot of that stuff. But New York's now the, uh, obviously, sort of a bit more Red famous Widow. worldwide. Yeah. So is, so is, is baseball, because I don't know, is baseball kind of the biggest sport in New York? Because I know, like, they're... They've got the, the Nets, which is the basketball team. I don't know that they're particular. They're not brilliant, and they've got the Jets and the Giants. And I don't in American football. I'm not sure that they're not the big American football names. So, I'm wondering if baseball's kind of the big thing. Yeah, well, the the Yankees are kind of like perennially the most successful base, baseball team in, yeah. in the sport. I think so. Yeah, I would imagine if you're a New Yorker and you follow sports, then you probably you know. Yeah, but you know, given that they kind of massively dominate um, the, bas- the baseball league, then yeah, I, I don't know who their basketball team is. Um, and as you say, mind you, there's a weird thing in football, especially when it happens in New York. But like pretty much all around the country, everyone just seems to want to move to fucking LA because you can just get, you know, get a stadium built on the cheap. And uh, yeah, a lot of that. Well, well they're all threatening to because it's this really horrible thing. I don't know about it in baseball, but. I've seen with a lot of the NFL kind of like franchises where they'll just go like, well, I'll tell you what, taxpayers can pay for my stadium. Yeah, I'm a billionaire. Or we're going to Los Angeles. And I just think, well, you can all fucking move to Los Angeles then if that's your attitude. Yeah, or Vegas now. Or Va- um, yeah, or Las Vegas, yeah. Yeah, because like the rest they can't, of- they can't all play in fucking California, can they? Well, the Raiders, they've moved about 100 times since I've been alive. <laughs> really, yeah. They were like Los Angeles and Oakland. Now they're, Los An- now they're Las Vegas. Because the Raiders used to be quite, but I think because the uh, kit was quite iconic, people used to mm. wear a lot of Raiders gear back in the eighties around London. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a few yeah. ones. Um, yeah, I remember the Washington became quite big as well. And of course, you know, if they've finally changed their name because that's not really uh, appropriate. But uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's a funny one because I mean, this is one of those things. I think it's happened once in in uh, top flight football, but you know. Yeah, you just would never ever move. We don't, yeah, we don't. Um, we don't have the franchise system, so because the clubs kind of weren't, they didn't come out of like an ownership. So it wasn't like someone said, "Right, I'm going to open a baseball team in wherever," and then because it's privately owned, they can move anywhere. They come up kind of through communities in the UK. So yeah, I mean that's really the around. Well, I mean, well, they could, they could in theory, but well, they yeah, can in just, theory, but they there would be massive resistance. I think it's happened once. Once like, yeah, people but, have moved around within their cities. Um, but yeah, the only time in really in living memory that it's happened is, uh, was it Wimbledon? Wimbledon. Became the MK Dons and Milton Keynes, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. Wim- and then Wimbledon AFC. Off all of their support. But then Wimbledon AFC came through, which was yes. by all the fans. And they now play in the same league, I believe, don't they? And they've redeveloped the old Wimbledon ground plow lane. Oh, they have, have they? Yeah. yeah. So they're Don't playing at Plow Lane again, yeah. Yeah, so okay. It kind of worked, worked out better. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. If we were going to get bought out by a consortium that just basically wants to move you to Milton Keynes, then... Uh... Well, there's constant talk of things being... There was constant talk of Wimbledon being moved to, like, Dublin and stuff, wasn't there? Really? <laughs> like, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so, anyway, mind you, let's wait and see if there's ever a European Super League and then... Anyway, all... let the, that, that, that's, that, we've that, got that's a sport we know about. You yeah, so, <laughs> seem desperately to be in. So, okay, so... So yeah, so you had this whole whole curse uh, ended in two thousand and four when they won mm. the championship. Um, so this became known as the curse of the Bambino. This kind of long drought um, mm. uh, off the back of a book of a, a, a book by Dawn Shinnessy, 
in uh, 1990. Um, so became a key part of the Red Sox law and the media thereafter. And his book became required reading in some high school English classes in New England. So that's hey, it. Billy, you gotta read this book about the course of the Bambino. <laughs> this is what you don't do. Because the thing is, they don't sort of they talk about it being a curse. They don't say when well, we'll come on to the um, the Cubs in a minute because they've got a better curse. Really, mm. um, there's there's like um there's a there's an event that happens. Oh, like, okay. What are like the response to the curse of the Bambino? So, um, so yeah, he it was dated back to 1918, although he didn't actually sell across to 1920. I'm assuming it was suspended for the First World War for a couple of years. Um, would make sense. Um, yeah. And the owner at the time, Harry uh, Frazzi, um, supposedly used the proceeds to finance the direction of Broadway musicals, including Yay. one called No No Nanette. I don't know if that's because it was successful or not successful. <laughs> um, that was turned into a film, so... I mean, I've never heard of No No Nanette, but uh, uh, did 665 performances in the West End and 321 on Broadway. So oh, that's very good. It's pretty, uh, it's not too shabby at all. Okay, so that that's, the way to, that's the way to make money. There you get go. A, get a musical or something. Cause if Club you did, Babe Ruth, get a, yeah. get a musical on Broadway. Well, because tickets are so expensive a day, like if you could do a musical, then you can franchise it out to systems. That's why like people like Andrew Lloyd Webber are like, billionaires because yeah. tickets are really expensive and you you know each show you're making about a quarter of a million and you're doing that like three times a day in five different cities it's just fucking blood money it's crazy yeah and you can just have whatever cast can't you because yeah, I mean, Lloyd Webber the amount of old shite he's fucking put out like Starship Express I mean you can see something like Phantom of the Opera might be popular but mm. I mean some of the crap Starlight Express wasn't it but Starlight like Express, yeah. On roller I don't skates. Know. People on roller skates with lights on their heads. <laughs> like that's all about. You know. Mind you, I haven't said that. Even the famous ones are like cats. I mean, it was just based on like some, some oh, child that T.S. Yeah. Eliot wrote. Well, he turned that into a play. I don't know, but there you go. I'm not a big musical theatre person. No, I don't, I'm not a huge fan. I don't, I'm, willing, I don't I'm willing, I'm willing to put that into the public domain. I don't know if something like, like I'd, I'd go and watch something like Le Mis. Because I think it'd be interesting to watch. Oh, Le Miz. Oh, yeah. Do you have you seen Le Miz? Le Miz whatever. I thought it sounded less Miz. pretentious not trying to do the full phrase, but... It sounded worse. Yeah, well, and, and there you <laughs> go. That's, well, cl- clearly me and Harry Frazier got something in common. Um, no, darling, we call it Le Miz. We'll go to Le Miz, uh, the Scottish play. <laughs> yeah, and then then the rest of it is just kind of like... Sort of like yeah, so they just kind of basically blame the manager, which is kind of fair enough. And then they sort of like try and think that it's, uh, you know, so he could fund plays, but it's probably not that much of a difference. I mean, you just, you probably, probably don't sell Babe Ruth, to be honest with you. But then again, they, you know, they just didn't, they, they were just a team on the decline by the look of it. Um, Yankee fans taunted the Red Sox with chance of 1918, one weekend in the 90s. The demeaning chant echoed at Yankee Stadium each time oh. the Red Sox were there. I mean, it's not quite as brutal as you get in football grounds, but... <laughs> yeah, there's something about you. <laughs> what your mother's been up to and God knows what else is. Mind you, um, so, frankly, some of the chanting that goes on at football grounds should really yeah, be relegated to the past. Can't um, relegate. Nice. Yeah. Sports, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just because you're in a stadium and you're anonymous doesn't mean you have to say some of the shit that you're nah. coming out with. Um, if you wouldn't say it to their face, they'd sing it out. Um... But yeah, so, and then there's a whole section on reportedly cursed results. 
I'm not going to bother reading all that out, Ruth. Just frankly, they lost a lot of games that they probably should have won. Right. Any sports fan will be familiar with those scenarios. Oh, yeah. All but too. here's the meat. Here's, for me, the meat of it. Attempts okay. to break the curse. So Red Sox fans have attempted various methods over the years to exercise their famous curse. Which doctor? Oh, they'll be a witch. <laughs> okay, good. Don't Finally. Finally. Uh, well, we're going to dig into her little story a little bit. So um, these included pacing a Boston cap atop Mount Everest and burning a Yankees cap at its base camp. Okay. That I worked. don't know. Yeah, I'm sympathetic magic, I guess. Yeah. Again, there seems to be this real, well, I suppose, yeah, it's the, the link of the Yankees to the roof and then the fact that they're, they're the biggest clubs so you probably would. And finding a piano. I guess, uh, but, but I mean, I could imagine, like, one of your team or one of my team's fans who are, like, super into it doing something like that because it, they're, like, because of the rivalry between the teams, which I find a bit pathetic. Yeah. I could imagine that, like... It's a lot of effort climbing Mount Everest. Yeah, but I mean, cattle. presumably they were doing it anyway, and they yeah. thought, oh, I'll do this. It's a bit of fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. Isn't that, isn't that fun? <laughs> but I can, yeah, sports fans do stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. In 1976, Laurie Cabot, the official witch of Massachusetts... Oh. Oh, glory. ...to end a 10-game losing streak. And while she was successful in ending the losing streak... The Curse of the Bambino did not end. Oh, dear. So not, I, I did not look powerful up, enough hoodoo. <laughs> I did look up Laurie Cabot. Um, she's still alive, you'll be glad to hear. She's born in 1933. I've been different. She's still knocking about. She is, uh, she's a... Uh, well, I was interested to find out what, what an official witch was. Um, now, I'm sorry well, to but, say... I mean, I imagine it's, it's mainly ceremonial. <laughs> well, you say that. Um, so, having gone onto her website... If I look at the uh, Cabot Code of Ethics... There we go. Actually, no, let's, let's start with understanding witchcraft. I'd love to. Now, the first thing is, Chris... It's not about the devil. You don't spell magic M-A-G-I-C, do you? No, I spell it with a J and a Y. <laughs> J's get involved later on, don't worry. Right. Now, this is with a K, K at the end. Oh, That's okay. proper magic. Hard K. This isn't, yeah, this isn't magic. like Paul Daniels. Yeah, this isn't. This isn't. Yeah, this isn't making a rabbit come out. Sweating a tuxedo, hat. playing with cards. Yeah, <laughs> this, this, is, is, this isn't some cunt shoveling around balls in pots. Yeah. This is magic with a K. Yeah. You're playing with the fucking eerie forces here. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing with elemental forces here. The spells are akin to prayer. I'm not, I'm, more... not, I'm not pulling fucking handkerchiefs out of my nostrils. That's magic with a C. Well, apparently, it's a combination of religion, art, and science. Apart from the science bit. There's no black and white magic, Chris. It's just tools. It's just grey. Yeah. Magic can only help a line. Some may try and project their intent on others to cause harm, but oh. this will trigger the threefold law on themselves. It can easily be undone by any who knows the most elemental magic, with a K. Oh. And uh, these, these, uh, this particular school of witches spell magic with also a J and a K. Good. There we go. Be extra magical. Anyway, so there That's you go. how I spell it. Yes. Me and my coven. Me and my two black If cats. you're worried about pentagrams, Chris, Which don't I worry. Am. The pentacle is a symbol for universal wisdom. An upside-down mm. pentacle means you're wearing upside-down. And it may be a fashion faux pas, but nothing more. That's my mind is now at rest. Yes. And they have a code of ethics and everything. And basically, code of ethics. You know, oh, they do, yeah. I want to hear some of the ethical. Codes. Do you? you say, I really do, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it harm none, do what you will. 
you got to abide by that law of threefold law of return. Which is what? Treat others as you would like to, um, and harm none, do what you will. So you do what you like, but as long as it doesn't harm anyone. So cause no harm, basically. Right, okay. Very Hippocratic oath. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a threefold law. That, we abide by the threefold law of return. Oh, no, mm. no, no. I don't know what the threefold law of return is, actually. So oh. that's the, and the, the harm thing. Threefold law of return. I can quickly look this up. There we go. Threefold law of return. Whatever energy your person puts out into the world, be it positive or negative, it will be returned to that person three times. So if you Bollocks. put badness out into the world, yeah. Oh, oh, we've, we've, got some, we've got some examples out there that really do not stand yeah. up to the threefold law of return. Although, I mean, to be fair... Depends on how you look at it, I suppose. I know, I know longer. So, I, so one of the things, one of my New Year's resolutions is I'm no longer going to take the piss out of Elon Musk. Because comedy, if you're doing comedy, really, you should be punching up. And I don't feel like I am punching up with Musk. Um, but, I mean, he, he... I don't know. I mean, like, he's he's... A better coder than me, that's for sure, yeah. and he's financially more stable than me. But in every other realm of life, I feel like I'm beating him, so I don't really feel like I'm punching up. Hey, he set up a really amazing joke by bringing a sink in to say good. I don't even know. He's also he's also is. he's also in the World Book of Records. Let for the that best. sink in. <laughs> he's also in now in the world. The record books for the person who's lost the most money the quickest. Oh, yeah, but it's, you know, more money than the rest <laughs> of the I mean, maybe this threefold thing's working. Yeah, who knows? There you go, you see. Mm. So, I mean, none of it was real anyway. It was stock prices, but there we go. I'll see if there's any other juicy ones. I only count money if it's gold in my hand or in my mouth. Gold, you know, I put I put most of my wages into my gold teeth, as you know. Yeah. So I look like drum and bass DJ Goldie. And you can also always plier them out and then spend them if you need them, can't you? Yeah, spit them out. Yeah, <laughs> punch yourself in the face, spit them out. No problem. Beautiful. That's how you do, do some banking. That's yeah. street banking. Yeah, that's, that's street. That, yeah, that, that's back alley banking. Yeah. Get home, hammer a new one in because you've yeah. got a few. Got a That's few a problem in your drawer. That's what no problems. Problem. Each cabot which is sovereign accepts responsibility. This incurs. Um, we are committed to a way of life and firmly grounded in the science of our magic. That's with a J and a K. We mm-hmm. express our tradition as an art, a science, and a religion. Anyway, there you go. There's some. Uh, Those are the ethics. They also abstain from gossip. I mean, there's 13. Of course, there are. <laughs> oh, and they don't charge money for healing cases, but they can do for tarot. That's fair enough. Fair enough. You know, you don't you don't need a prophecy. You might need some healing, so they're gonna. They seem like you know. I mean, deluded good eggs. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's fit. Like, like like a lot of the world nowadays, it's you know performative, imaginative, uh, imaginary um, good good acts. But you know, at least at least your heart's in the right place, I suppose. I've got no problem with people doing that kind of thing, like I and stuff. And Lock yourself out. You know, maybe there's something to it to the extent that if people believe in it, then the body's a very incredible and magical thing, and having a positive attitude or a belief in something can actually help the body heal itself. Yeah, there's so. a panacea effect is a, is a proven scientific thing, you know, so yeah, yeah the belief does, you know. So they're, they're probably, do, they're actually doing some goods by getting, it, especially if they're not charging as well for the healing stuff, yeah. so they're going, you know, oh, this will help, and then the person's going, oh, it will help, and then it probably helps. If it's, if it's you know, yeah, if it's uh, if, it, if it makes your other's life better, good luck to you, I don't really mind. Um, I mean, if I'm having a heart attack, I'd rather that the ambulance service were there, but... Yeah, you know. you, you're more. You're actually more likely to flag down a witch these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in this country, to... yeah, no yeah. chance. That's yeah. not. Good. 
Heart attacks and strokes are like not considered category one, so you won't even get an ambulance. Fuck's sake. Well, that's why well, I. To be uh, fair, you either die, in which case we'll just get that. We would have just got the hearse out anyway, or uh, <laughs> you know, you'll survive, and then we'll, we'll figure it out later on. Maybe go and see a GP, get some. Well, that's why I've, that's why I've um, stripped a couple of uh, live electric wires out of my wall just in case, so I can just give myself a jolt. Yeah. Worst comes to worst. Yeah. Sponge in my mouth. You know, it's um, resuscitation. Right. Uh, bootstraps, Neil. Bootstraps. <laughs> Indeed, you got to make you got to make out of it what you, what you can. Um, yeah. So, I mean, when, when my father talk- when my father couldn't find an ambulance, he got on his bike and rode for twenty miles and found mm. a fucking ambulance. He's found dead one mile in, but yeah, well, but you know, he's get the get up and go of the uh, the the empire attitudes, exactly. A bit more of that, a bit less of all of this entitled Mm. wanting to not die of easily preventable diseases, yeah, all that entitled thousands of pounds a month I spend in taxes. I suppose you want to tax everyone a bit more, do you? Pay for that, right? Anyway, Mm. for that. Um, yeah, so there you go. There's, there's a bit of witchcraft going on. Try and, try and break that. Didn't, uh, and I will say, I'm so, sorry to say the, uh, the witch's shop is no longer physically available. You can buy pauldrons and herbs and incense burners online still. So. Oh, okay, good. And, and what, what, what would that website be? Um, that will be, um, www.theofficialwitchshop. That's a shop with two P's and an E. Dot net. Yeah, the old and style. you can buy, I mean, the cauldron's a good value, I will say. A brass one for $18, a, a Celtic brass Fucking cauldron. Hell. That must or be tiny. A, a cast iron one for 26 How many um, gallons does it hold? Yeah, I don't think they're very big. But, you know, if you're just brewing up some magic, you know, a green crystal ball is $37, or a red one, 53 for some reason. And then you're going to need to buy the dragon crystal ball stand, which is yeah. $30. So that's, okay, well, you that's hitting still, you in the pocket. Well, but for about... So for about $120, you could be, you could be witching away, really. Yeah. And that's about 100 quid. It's not bad, is it? What else are you going to do with it? going to do with it? Spend it down at bookies? Well, precisely. You know. Actually, candles you, are pretty pricey. They're about $30. But... Candles are pricey these days, Neil. Because the bees are on strike. They do, uh, they do have Krampus candle, you'll be pleased to know, Chris, for the thick end of $30. Really? Does yeah. it have? Does it come with beating stick? It doesn't, sadly. No. Oh dear. It's just got like a Krampus. Base. That's where they get. It's the add-ons where they get you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. I say the crystal balls were good value, but the candles, oh, clean me out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just and, get a pack of tea lights. And what, what kind of a pencil? Well, it's not creating the right atmosphere, is it? That's fine. Um, stick on the song "Atmosphere" by Russ Abbott in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never burning with a happy atmosphere. I know, can I? Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of like. Um, Are you guys sure you're witches? Yeah. <laughs> atmosphere. I'm never burning with a happy atmosphere. What's <laughs> well, that? Doesn't really seem the right kind of mood, to be honest with you. Well, you know that's. The, the, well, maybe if you believed a bit harder, you wouldn't want all of the just worried about all the trappings. How do you think that? How do you, do you think, do you think how, magic with a J and a K is just about? How do you think he got so famous in the eighties? Is the biggest warlock in the UK? Yeah, to say, have you seen his shows? <laughs> how the fuck do you think he was watching that? How do you think he got more than one series commission? Tell me, there wasn't some fucking black magic going on there? 
I'll tell you what, the threefold law of diminishing returns <laughs> when the school is in action, he's having a very shitty retirement. <laughs> Some unfunny oh, fucker just comes really into the I really liked it when I was a kid. Oh, I loved it, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and pretend <laughs> that. I didn't think it was great. I probably can't watch it now. Oh, God, no. Can you imagine? Mm-mm. Um, Basil and Bond. <laughs> See you, Jimmy. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, Basil and Bond was essentially, then they just went and did Johnny English, Johnny English yeah, which is basically the same, same thing, which I can't. So Ryan Atkinson is yeah. about 100 times the comic actor that uh, uh, Ross Abbott is. Oh, yeah, it's a lot better for me. Yeah, anyway. It's going to be not the 9 o'clock news, but that was... The no, Blackadder was good. I know, Black I, no, I don't know. I thought... I mean, I'm I not the biggest fan of Mr. Mr. B, Mr. B, B. If you have to do physical comedy, I think Ryan Atkinson is good at it. She anyway. Will Ferrell to do it. <clears throat> Fair enough, yeah. I don't mind Will Ferrell, I think. Yeah. He's just been in a lot of... Rubbish. Yeah. Anyway... Mm. Took the rubbish, mm-hmm. Chicago Cubs. Mm. So, um, or rather, their uh, their 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 baseball team until, until twenty sixteen. No, I was going to try not to bring down the wrath of the uh, Chicago Cubs fans. Are pretty... We don't have any listeners in Chicago. You're fine. Oh, that's fine. I'll fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think. He's a Cubs fan. Um, oh, who was, who was the guy who was in K nine? Yeah, John Belushi. Or was it Jim Belushi? No, he's dead. Fuck him. No, not Jim. No, Jim. Is the one still alive? I think he's still alive. I don't know. I'm not Jim I think. Anyway, he's in... Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So... John Favreau. He's probably a Cubs fan. He's from Chicago. He could be. The band Chicago, probably from Chicago, I would imagine. Um, oh, ironically, they're from Boston. <laughs> Boston are from... Oh, wherever. <laughs> Florida or something. Yeah, and Flow Rider is from, from Miami. <laughs> it's from Maine. Um, <laughs> oh, it's very confusing. Oh, it's weird, isn't it? Oh. Right, anyway. Um, so this was a, a curse called upon in 1945 by Billy Goat Tavern owner William Cianis. And I'll say this much, this guy's obsessed with fucking goats. So he owns a tavern called the Billy Goat Tavern. Yeah. And in 1945, <clears throat> he went to watch a game, mm-hmm. the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Bought his pet goat. Of course you do. Game yeah. four of the World Series. You bring a goat along to watch, don't you? Yeah, of course. There's no, you know, it's not fair to live at home. No, and that's all not. you. That's when. That's all you talk about, like pillow you talk. You're looking sad in the corner, and you're enjoying a lovely, refreshing, wholesome game of baseball. Yeah. Um, you'll take your goat along. Yeah, you go name Murphy. Yeah, who's probably planning a special night. He was bothering other fans though. The goat, so the pair asked to leave the stadium. Oh, good goat cast. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he'd probably be, um, yeah, he'd be, be more, uh, probably amenable than a lot of sports fans these days. Anyway, outraged, Janice allegedly declared, them Cubs, they ain't gonna win no more. Oh. Which had been interpreted to mean the Cubs would never win a National League pennant for the rest of his life. And then they lost that 45 World Series to the Detroit Tigers and then didn't win again until 2016. Wow. That's <clears throat> a powerful magic, aren't they? That's why the Devil's powerful. half goat. Yeah. So you wonder what the old law of free returns is doing to this chap. Who knows? Anyway, no, they haven't won since 1908 already, so they probably weren't a particularly great team. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of these curses. It's just, you know, maybe a team's just a bit shit, really. Um, Oxford so, United, you ain't going to win the Premiership. <laughs> I, I ordered a booty pie and there was no booty in it. <laughs> That's all I stand. 
by Kirsty. I turned up to see East East Eastbourne Borough with my pet goat, and yeah. uh, they wouldn't let me in, so I cursed them to never win the Champions League while I'm still alive. Yeah, that was a comfort animal or whatever they call those things. It was a support animal, an, support emotional, an emotional support emotional animal. animal. Yeah, because when like the other team score, I start going, <laughs> I'm banging my head. <laughs> If I if I don't have my parakeet with me, then yeah, I will. <laughs> if, I don't have, if I don't have my flamingo, I run on the, the pitch and the, try and bite the opposition. This is the thing: is when you've got like an emotional support animal, it's like, like if, if there's genuine needs, that's fair enough. Mm. I can't help but feel some people are abusing it. Yeah, a little bit. An elephant on a fucking yeah, train or something. It's like no, no, no. It's my I've got my emotional support baboon with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah you fling shit. I'm, at, I'm actually. His I emotion- find it very calming. I'm actually his emotional support human because yeah. he's really violent, <laughs> but he wants to come and see the match. So um, his and his family also claim that he dispatched a uh, telegram uh, to team owner Philip K. Wrigley. I assume he that's where the stadium name comes from. And said, it said, you are going to lose this World Series and you're never going to win another World Series again. You're never going to win a World Series again because you insulted my goat. Mm. One does wonder. You don't insult a man's goat, boy. And he did have children. So. Goat children? Well, yeah, yeah I, I do wonder how Clayton moved these kids <laughs> He seems to have an extreme attachment story? to this goat. Yeah. Your origin story of the goat man of Pope Blick? Well, it could be. Could be. You know. Because if his children join the circus, then, you know, it's all tying together. Yeah, and then a lightning storm comes out and he gets bloodlust. Mm-hmm. There and Brown's involved somewhere. <laughs> um, so I'll start hacking. <laughs> Listen back to our uh, podcast on the, uh, what's it, Pope Lick, Goat Man yeah. or whatever? Yeah, Goat Man the story behind. There and Brown's terrifying true um, story. Yeah. Um, whatever <laughs> the truth, the Cubs are up. Two games to one in the 1945 World Series that ended up losing game four and basically sucking ever after. Um, sucking what? Uh, goats. Sucking goats. Yeah. Fair enough. For their milk. Yeah, I was just using the, uh, the vernacular that was basically not being very good at um, okay. baseball. So, let's have a look. So, some cursed incidents. A stray black cat walked on the pitch behind the captain when they were winning and then they lost to the Mets. Yeah, that's cats, 69. Don't, cats don't control luck. Well, or, or do they? Well, I've got two black cats. And, well, but if a goat... And I'm, had, and I'm a fairly lucky boy. If, what if a goat had cursed your flat, though, Chris? Hmm? I don't know, maybe that's why it's taking hmm? the landlord so fucking long to get a new contract for it. Maybe it's a goat. Maybe it is. Maybe you should threaten him with a goat cursing. That'll, that'll spin his ass up. You put my rent up by 50 quid a month. I threaten them that you will yeah. never rent this rent out to anyone else says you've insulted my goat. Meaning penis. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then there's a whole load of stuff that happens. Um, again, it's none of it's that massively interesting. The one that was interesting to me, I don't That's know, have you, ever, have you ever heard... <laughs> It's a good pick this one this week, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of a chap called Steve Bartman? So I, I remember reading about this. I know the song Steve Bartman. Yeah, no, it's Simpson. not the Simpsons thing. This is a chap. He, he was a um, he was like a, a huge fan of the Cubs. They were in there, and they were. It was the, the year when they were supposed to break their duck. Um, they was he got, the guy who caught the ball or something? Yeah, they got into the semi-finals. Effectively, I yeah. don't know exactly how this works, but they no. were they were one game away from the the World Quite Series. Awesome. 
Yeah, playing the Marlins. World and Series, yeah. which includes only American teams. Yes. World Series. Yeah. To be fair, I think it's named after a newspaper called the World's Fair newspaper. Yeah, but yeah, it's not, uh, it's just a. Yeah, just a national series. Yeah, just a national series. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's exactly that. So there's this, there's a tradition in, in well, like a lot of sports, like if you're going with cricket or something, if the ball goes into the stands, then yeah, you can, you you can keep catch the ball. it, you yeah. know, throw it back. In fact, if you do He's the guy who like basically took it off someone else, he took it off the catcher's glove and if the catcher had caught it, then the person would have been out and they would have won or something, isn't it? That's how you would, judging by the reaction, that's what you think it would have been the case. Yeah. In actual fact, you see a pitcher, every fucking one around him are all reaching They're out all going for the ball. Yeah. The, 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 um, the, pit, the catcher has basically got zero chance of actually catching it. He claims it was practically in his glove and he knocked <laughs> it out. Absolute bollock. So. Well, just about to jump 10 foot. Yeah, no, exactly, and it was it was in the fucking stands. And you look at, and basically everyone in the stadium suddenly turned on him, and started throwing shit and dumping beer on him. He had to be escorted out by security, and then for about fifteen years, he had to right. live as kind of a hermit because, um, you know, the whole city of Chicago. I mean, what was really bad. It's like, and again, this is the worst of sports fans. Well, I think I think A he was a passionate fan of the club, and B he was like um, good catcher. Like he just I probably just signed him up. Yeah, but that would have been a great movie. He resisted, you know, like attempts to be an advert, stuff like this. But no, it's just interesting because you I know wouldn't, I would have rammed it down their throats. Well, no, exactly. No, and to be fair, he just he was quite humble about it. It's just you know, but I would have moved and got as much ad revenue so I could retire yeah, somewhere nice. Would have moved to New York and then just become like a good yeah. luck charm for the New York Yankees. Exactly, yeah, that's yeah. why I would have done. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. New York's better anyway. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah we're winning shit every year now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm living in a I'm living in an apartment on yeah. Broadway, which is owned by Pizza Hut. Yeah, putting on award-winning Broadway shows <laughs> about how shit Chicago is and your pizza sucks. I don't mind Chicago pizza, but no, that's that that's what I, that's what I would do if I was embittered by the reaction that, that yeah, he had. Because yeah, he was um, not, not dissing our Chicago friends, even though we don't have any apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, temp- um, we might. I mean, this is ironically, this is the one they might listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just full of insult. No, who do? I got, you know. No, I like. I'd like to go to Chicago. It looks cool. But, um, yes, no, it would be a very interesting. City, basically, actually. the the mockery here is of all sports fans, including fans of myself and my yes. colleague Neil's I'm, clubs as well. Who I hate anyone who takes that stuff too seriously, yeah. where it just becomes like this vilifies us. And it wasn't just. It was like the you know the the, the talk show jokes. And it's about you know they were blaming him and like. Oh, what an idiot! I can't believe he did something that absolutely everyone else was trying to do. Just, and yeah. yeah, no, from your from your point as well. Like, if he got that catch, they would have won the game. Well, no, he would have caught the thing. He would have to thrown it back. And actually, straight after that, they basically lost about six or seven plays in a row or whatever. Again, we don't know anything about baseball. Well, if so he ca- apologies for not getting if it. If he catches it, then the batter's out. But I don't know if the bases yeah, they, were loaded. Well, the thing is, at that point, then they they hadn't actually scored anything. I think they actually let through about another eight. Eight runs okay, after that. So it was inconsequential, but it was a good talking. Po- it was a good, it was, good, to, it was good, a good thing to, to blame it. someone else when they yeah, inevitably yeah. fucked it up, as they did every every single year, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they vilified this poor guy. I think it ended up reasonably happily, and after they actually won, he um, killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he committed suicide. No, they sent him a championship. Best rounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably best. You, probably best you do. Well, probably just your end, it, really. No, they sent him a. Um, they, You're miserable. A... We're all miserable. <laughs> you know what? Just... Yeah. But 
but no, they sent him a, I mean, there's like a, a ring, there's the a ring or something mounds. that they, they win as part of the, um, yeah, championship. Yeah. So they, they sent him, there's one, I think all the players get one and they sent him one especially. Oh, which really? Which is nice, you know. Yeah. Not, not really enough to make up for 15 years of Well, he seemed, I, I won't read out the message, but he seems genuinely touched by it. So fair play yeah. to him. I would, I would not be so lenient with the, yeah. No, you're, you're more vindictive man, aren't you? Yes, I'm a, I'm a petty vindictive man. Yeah, me too. Anyway, all ends in 2016. Or as I call it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what did they do to try and attempt to break the curse? So, uh, they uh, they went to the, on the on the Chinese zodiac's year of the goat. A group of Cubs fans headed to Houston with a Billy Goat named Virgil <laughs> Homer. To Beijing and massacre. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't be bothered with that. They went to a, the, the Houston Chinese thing, restaurant, and then when they wouldn't let them in. They tried to put a curse on them. That didn't didn't work. Right. Um, well, they didn't have a goat. I mean, they're, they're, what no. they're, 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 they lack the basic in which knowledge to know that the power comes from the goat. I'm sure I've read somewhere they tried to um, get someone into like a witch doctor to try and get the spirits out. I've yeah. heard that here somewhere. Um, they brought a goat along to the Wrigley and raised money for cancer research. They should have done a. They should have done a game where there was only goats in the stands and no human fans. Yes, that would have reversed. That, that would have that reversed might, it. That would have, yeah. Yeah, because you've got to remember it's the threefold little law of magic. Exactly. So by this point, it's compound interesting. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, like, a, to like, it's like a payday, it's like a payday, yeah, payday load. <laughs> you know, you've really just not been taking care of it, and all of a sudden, you can't afford to pay it off anymore. And you've, you know, you've got to you've got to take severe action. Yeah, you've got to fill the stadium with goats. And here, I mean, I don't know what to think about this one. I'm hoping it was just kind of like you know, it'd been for curry or whatever, but. A severed goat's head was delivered to the Cubs in a possible effort to lift the curse on a team. It was addressed to the owner. Oh, it's nice. It's not what you want turning up, is it? Could have made, um, yeah, I wonder if you made like a nice curry, a stew or something out of it. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope they didn't murder some poor goat, but I assume it was just being used for sort of... Probably just got it from an abattoir. Exactly, they probably just got it from a butcher or something. So, yeah, when I first read that, I was kind of like, oh, and then I realised actually, no, that could well have been just, yeah. Again, not, ple- not pleasant. I mean, you'd, you'd question your fans, wouldn't you? You'd question your fan base if you get sent seven yeah. goats' heads. So yeah. maybe, maybe you need to beef up security. Yeah, I mean, you know, that envelope <laughs> was just sort of like dripping. <laughs> that would have been a bit of a clue, wouldn't it? Then? Well, that- and actually, well, to be fair, it might have been addressed to the owner. It wouldn't have been the owner opening up that. I mean, that's that's a depressing Monday morning, isn't it? Yeah, your oh, secretary God. at the you know Chicago Cup. I've been doing MDMA all weekend. Yeah. Well, I've been could, really low. I'm, I'm trying. Can, hopefully, it'll be quiet today and nothing all. Um, you know, I'm feeling a bit edgy because of all the MDMA I did on the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. I'm a bit of a come down here. I wonder what's in here. I hope it's a fruit basket. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, still, need, I'm still pissed off. I couldn't get that receptionist job at the Yankees. But I wouldn't have that. <laughs> it wasn't good enough. So I had to go to the Cubs. And then fucking hell, what's this? It might be like goat's heads. It's like something out of the bloody Godfather. <laughs> it's like the film Seven. Yeah. Oh, no, I was married yeah. to that goat. I'm off to Florida. At least it's warm. Right. And so it all ended in uh, 2016 or whatever year, and then they gave a, um, a ring to Steve Bartman. And apparently it was a year after, so Back to the Future Part 2, they depicted the Cubs winning in 2015, so we're just a year out, Chris. Coincidence or conspiracy? Yeah. 
But then uh, Robert Zemeckis jokingly um, claimed that the, the year on was due to some strike that they'd had, which reset the timeline. Hehe. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> other, so other points that have come out. So, um, the, I mean, the, I think The Curse with the Goat is actually a better story, mildly, because The Curse of the Bambino isn't really that much to it other than they weren't very good. Um, um, but we learned a lot about witchery. But you did learn a lot about witches, which is good. That was good. Um, and it also has been in a lot more kind of like fiction and stuff. So, Well, also, kind of, I mean, Boston's not known for being a particularly sort of polite society kind of, it's a bit of a sort of brusque town, but they kind of yeah. got in a witch and that kind of stuff, which is actually quite genteel, whereas in Chicago they're sending goat's heads. Sending goat's heads in, yeah. That kind of stuff, so, you know, what's that yeah. tell you? Fair, fair play, Bostonians, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, they've they made various films out of it, um, and it's been refer- it was referenced in the, uh, the show Lost. Um, they did the American version of Fever Pitch, was about the um, the Red Sox. All right. Although, funnily enough, they filmed it in 20, 28, um, 2004 and then had to change the ending when they won unexpectedly. Yeah. Originally wasn't. So I don't know how they were going to normally do the what, ending. My favourite genre of film is definitely sports film. They're always good, aren't they? Oh, they're always great, aren't they? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'd say Rocky's not a bad film, mm. even though it's really, like, unrealistic about boxing. Yeah, Above the Rim is um, quite good. You just get hit a lot, just get hit a lot and have heart. Yeah, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't recommend that as a coach. They just got to be able to take punishment. Uh, that's a really yeah. good way to end up with fucking a brain disease. But yeah, yeah, probably, probably be which good at covering up. Which, you know, which if you've seen, uh, Tulsa King, which is Stallone's series on Amazon, um, it does feel like, I mean, you basically have to have subtitles. Like how he spoke in Rocky is basically, he sounds like, so Ian McKellen compared to how he speaks these days. <laughs> he yeah, almost he has to have subtitles underneath. Blimey. Well, yeah, yeah. We got quite into like a little bit of human growth serum and all that business, didn't Because <laughs> <laughs> didn't he, didn't he end up having a, he threw a, like, I mean, he, they, they cornered him somewhere in Australia and then a, a bottle of HGS turned up outside his hotel. They were flung out the window. Oh, was it him? I'd well, tell you a couple of Hollywood people, wouldn't it? Yeah, I've got to imagine. Well, I mean, the thing is, they all, I think they all pretty much um, admit, like, like, in the 80s. Monkey You were never going to get glands. muscly unless you did roids. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, even his, like, his, I don't know, how old is he now? He's got to be, like, his 70s. 70s isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so this was about 15 years back. It's, you know but, what? Like, it's watchable, Tulsa King. Yeah. Well, it's, look, it's a bit of fun, Neil. It's a bit I'll of fun. What, no. It's quite a, do you know what? Like, it's... You can't take it too seriously because Stallone's still like a hard man slash a bit of a ladies man, and you're like, oh, really? fucking hell. Oh, it's like but it's his got, version of Get Carter. It's got um, it's got Herc in it from The Wire in a big character. So yeah. I'll give you it. But do you know what? Sylvester Stallone, I think, is actually he's a pretty good writer, and he's like, you know, it's very hard on sleeve stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, he wrote the original Rocky. Didn't no, he? I don't he's... think he wrote this. No, no, no. I get that. Yeah, um, but no, I it's mean, just just, no, I just think he's not an untalented person. He's, but he's just got that vanity where yeah. he just has to carry on. Being who he was in his, or pretending to be the person he was in his twenties, wasn't it? It's like yeah. I've not seen it, but apparently Rocky Five, he champions like the young up and comer, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. actually beats him in a match at the end or something. Who again was um, was Wallace from The Wire? 
Oh, no, that's um, Creed, isn't it? Oh, that's Creed, sorry. Yeah. Oh, Rocky finds with Tommy the Machine Gun. Yeah, this was right. this was back in the early 90s, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Just because I, I saw up to Rocky Four, and then that was like, when when he defeated communism in the ring, that was enough for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's been a load of stuff. It's a Dropkicks Murphy song. So on and so forth. I mean, I suppose Boston have got lots of famous people, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, and this is good. So at WrestleMania 14, held in Boston in 1998, mm-hmm. guest announcer Pete Rose taunted the Boston crowd about the curse. Fucking hell, that's not a good idea. Before he was tombstoned by Kane. And I was trying to think <laughs> what the British equivalent would be. Uh, well, we don't really have wrestling, know. do we? Well, no, exactly. I just think it'd be like Eric Cantona, like slagging off Man City, and then Big Daddy comes out and sits on him or something. And it's just yeah. We used to have, I mean, we used to have what I call entertainment wrestling. Yeah. Um, but that died a death in the well, it's because American it? stuff became available and ours looked really shit and sort of done it, in a barn it, because, because it basically it was. <laughs> it was. I mean, if you watch um, British wrestling from the eighties, that same kind of thing. It's like fucking some old horror movie. It's like watching yeah. you know, the Wicker Man or some shit. It's very, very yeah. Weird. Like in America, it was like all pyrotechnics and in stadiums yeah. and like people jump Ultimate and Warrior and like all colourful and roided up people. And I was like, I had two fat blokes having a fight <laughs> in a car. Lads having, a slab. <laughs> having a fight in a car park. Yeah. <laughs> the square guys who call it yeah. <laughs> in a pub car park. <laughs> At closing uh, time, I don't know. I reckon that go down pretty well these days. I mean. Anything would really. I mean, we're we're in the end days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll cling on to whatever desperate we can. Anyway, so that was all a bit meandering, but I just thought, you know, a little yeah. bit of fun, you know, just let's have was... something a bit light-hearted this week. So, you know, apologies, we know nothing about baseball. Um, well, I think I've proven that I do, or maybe maybe Chris does, but uh, I will Loads. put my hands up and say I know not very much about it. But, you know. Cool. All right, Neil. So, shall we go through our scoring system, which feels yes. like it massively fits this? Uh, yeah, so, the end. so, Neil, if you. It's can, usually appropriate for this kind of. If you um, can pick. If you can pick. If you can mop the sweat from your brow and stop shaking, uh, spookiness. Well, it's going to be a high one here, Chris, oh, because what could be more spooky than your sports team not winning for years and years and years? What could be worse in life? Well, it, um, it's the life I live. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, this isn't like one of the spooky ones. Even the witches aren't spooky. They're kind of like nice and respectful Nine, yeah. and have all sorts of ethics and rules um, and, and good for them. Um, yeah, so it's going to be low on the scale here. I mean, I guess just, you know, they, um, the idea of curses themselves and, and what have you, so I'll give it a two. But, yeah, it's not, it's not really intended to be a spooky one. No, it's not. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, similar to you, it's not particularly spooky. It's not very spooky when your team doesn't win more fucking annoying um, and sort of uh, um, demoralising, I would say. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's why you can't take sport too seriously if it affects your day-to-day. Um, um, someone someone liking sport so much that they'd send a severed goat's head is quite spooky. I think the spooky bit here is the sports fans. fans. Yeah. So um, for that, I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, actually, I mean, if you'd gone first, that would have probably turned me on. Um, you can change yeah. it if you want. No, no, no. I'll, I'll stick with okay. it. So believability. Well, um, it's fairly well recorded that these teams had the sporting records they did, so that makes a believable quite high. It's really down to high. a curse, not only bad management. Yeah, so uh, is it down to a curse? Well, it, I mean, the, the first one just sounds like a team that was 
potentially on the slide anyway, sold the best player that's ever played. So that would, you would imagine, allow a drop-off in results. Um, but, you know, it's a long time. But to be honest, like, I, there's only... Because they don't have cup games and stuff. So there's like one trophy that you can win as a baseball team. And there's, what, 40 or 50 of them competing for it. So it's not that surprising if a team doesn't win for a long time. Um so I don't think there's a curse. Uh, second one, um, more interesting because um, it doesn't sound like there was, you know, they were doing okay. They were sort of contenders, and then they dropped off. But you know, I'm wondering, you know, is the goat thing is the goat thing true or not? Did a bloke bring a goat in? Um, did he send the letter? Apparently I don't... so. <laughs> Well, so he backed um, it up. You know, he he himself has come out and said it, and tried to he tried to revoke it himself in the eighties. Right. It had gone on long enough. Okay. Well, I'm going to say then, although I don't necessarily believe in curses, um, loads of the stuff's real. So I'm going to give it an eight for believability. Neil. Yeah, and it kind of similar thing as again as ever. We don't. It's not about the believability per se. It's what people can believe in it. And anyone who knows anything about sports fans. Everyone's really superstitious, even if they're kind of not superstitious. Yeah. You still slightly just because the outcome's always uncertain. There's always this idea of jinxes and things like that. That even if you're quite rational, you still, you know, you, you still buy into it on some level. I think um, sports fans are some of the most superstitious people you can meet when they're in a group. So I think, you know, I, I think that probably the Boston one was probably a bit more lighthearted, and it was just kind of like, oh, we've been rubbish for years. I think with the Cubs, there definitely was a sense of. And you're seeing it in some of their reactions, which are a bit hysterical when they get close but don't quite make it. Um, so I think it's about the believability of the fans. And yeah, I'm going to give it a seven on that basis. Seven, okay. So, Neil, narrative or premise? Yeah, I mean, so interestingly, the one that I think is less narratively interesting is the one that's kind of come out with more stories. But, yeah, I think, I mean, it's not, I think you said about it, it's not a favourite genre of movie, but the sports underdog can be quite interesting. Um, everyone likes an underdog story, so... There is some stuff in here, and then you combine it with a curse. You know, you can. Uh, it, I mean, it has been written about. You know, like mentioned fever pitch. So um, that that was that was a sort of similar story. I mean, it was more of a kind of well, it was a bit of an autobiographical autobiographical mix with a love story kind of. Um, Nick Hornby angle by Nick Hornby, yeah, yeah. Who, who writes um, about one of the uh, the English teams Arsenal. So um, yeah, I think there's you know, it, and it's one you can sort of transplant around um, various different places. So. I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of sports stories in general or sports films. I mean, like, there's there's been a few good ones, like Escape to Victory, that kind of thing. <laughs> Which, but they're kind of they're kind of good in the sense that they're good for a sports film. Like, yeah, you know, they're kind of cult rather than good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's not a huge amount to it. It's like one of them, right, they sold a really good player and then they didn't win. And then the next one is someone put a curse on, like, and then, like, they didn't win. Like, it's not a very rich story. No. Um, so there's not a huge amount there. Um, so I'm just going to give it a five. So, uh, reach. Well, I had... I didn't know about the GOAT stuff, but I'd heard about curses around the Chicago Cubs um, and probably the Boston one as well. But I didn't know the ins and outs of it. But, I mean, I wouldn't – I mean, I think it's it's 
probably well known in America, especially amongst baseball fans. They probably all know it, and that's the national pastime. They say, don't they? Um, but outside of America, um, I'm not sure. I don't think. I think if I asked ten people in the street in the UK, have they heard of either of them? We'd probably get a zero response. If you ask a hundred, you might get two, um, and then. I don't know, like, baseball's quite big in the Caribbean and Japan, but it's not like a particularly global sport. So I don't think it's got massive reach, so I'm going to give it a 4-0. Yeah, and it's a slightly low one here as well for me. So I had actually heard of these, and I thought it would be an interesting one to um, bridge at some point as a lot higher one. But um, just through generally reading around other things, I'm not that familiar with the sport, as you will have gathered. Um, and I think the interesting one here is it's one of those ones where we always think about how long something's been going on for. Actually, the fact that they've both now won the championship means in like 15, 20 years' time, these curses will be completely irrelevant, presumably, because, yeah. you know, there'll be something well, else to be blaming. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that the curse has been broken means that they sort of, you know, they're going to, you know, they, they won't really, it won't be a, probably a, an urban myth that sticks around for that long. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a four. And that gives us an overall score of 41. Right down the bell curve. Mm. That's where we sit. That's where we live nowadays, Chris. Right on the average. Right on the average. Ding dong. That's not bad, man. I my kind of hey. my whole aim in life is to be slightly better, just not, not, slightly above the bell curve. Just well, just, like not to be below average. That's yeah. that's that's my aim. And uh, you know, set that base nice and low. And and I think that's realistic for me. So, yeah. um, if you know of any sports hoodoo or jibber jabber i guess um feel free to email us at herb.legends.podcast at gmail.com and no you won't and uh yeah that's it for this week um hopefully you've enjoyed our uh journey into american life and sport um which we clearly know very much about and hopefully it's taught you if you're american something about yourself so I will leave you with that thought and say see you next <laughs> <Unlikely> Thursday. <thought. laughs> see you next Thursday. See you next Thursday. That one will be back with I don't know, sort of like half monkey, half lizard or something. Fingers crossed. Business as usual. Sexy time. See you later. Oh nice. And then I USB Wi-Fi Get and Build Busy Build